Yo, hey, what's up, people? This is your boy, Carlos Miller, a.k.a. The Prodigal Son, tuning in with another episode, y'all. Appreciate God for his mercy, his grace, man, allowing me to see another day. Um, It's been a busy week, but it's also somewhat been a busy two weeks. I know I haven't dropped a video and I've been saying I was and I was recording one and then my father-in-law passed and I wanted to you know uh, make another one that's kind of mix mix him in there you know like a tribute or something just didn't want to forget him and then I, I was done with the video and it was uh it said it was uploading so a few hours later, I look and it's like it didn't upload, but it's like it it erased the episode. So I was like, oh, man. But that was like at the moment, the only time I can get to making the, the episode. So I was like, I, every day I try to get to it, it's like it's not going to happen today. So we are where we are now. Let's go. All right, y'all. Um, stinking about that's a scripture in um First Corinthians fourth chapter fifteen verse that uh, says, "I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved son, I warn you." And that's what I want to get into today. Um, you know, Paul was telling the Corinthians, you know, you know. Just as that scripture said, you know, he wasn't here to shame. He was here to warn, you know, he was here to correct um, like a beloved son. And uh, you go down, you know, what I'm saying he was talk. He talked about um, how there are many instructors in Christ, but not many fathers. And he talked about how he begot them in the gospel and. You know, that can be relevant for Christians. It, it, it can be relevant for people in church that's, you know, submitting to uh, leadership or following leadership. But it also can go to, you know, your natural parents as well. Like, um, man, I can just think about my parents and even family in general. Like, you know, you think. When you're young, that they're telling you this because they hate you, you know, uh, you know, they just evil people and everything else. The kids think in their mind because they don't understand uh, correction. They don't understand love. They don't or they don't understand everything that comes with love. You know, they don't understand that correcting and correcting and being chasing comes with love and sometimes harsh and firm and rude truth or rude speech um, comes with that as well but it's all to get you on the right track teach you right standards and uh, morals and things like that Uh, all things that are proper and and right you know uh, in this life and in this society to be a good and decent person and it goes spiritually you know when God corrects us he's not doing it to shame us he's not doing it to you know 
hurt us or nothing like that. It's to get us to the kingdom of God. It is to get us to heaven. Because at the end of the day, heaven is our ultimate goal. And we're not allowing the word of God, the correction of the word to get us right. Then we must don't want to go to heaven because we have to. We have to learn how to take chastening. No, it don't always feel right, but it's going to help you. Anything that God does for you is going to help you if you listen here and submit to it. Um, you know, I remember a time <laughs> I, I was just not long telling this story about my mom. Right. I had got an accident when I was a teenager. It was a slight accident. Uh, and I made it seem better than what it was. But I was in a car accident, right? And I got a settlement behind it. I forgot how much the settlement was. But I'm in my mind like, yeah, man, I'm finna get a car. I'm finna go do my thing. I'm finally, you know, you know how teenagers think, oh, I'm finally free. I'm finna do what I wanna do. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, she can't tell me nothing. Or if she do, I mean, I got this car. I got bounce and I remember when the money came in and stuff she didn't give it to me and I'm you know and I got all kind of stuff at that time in my mind I'm trying to do with it I'm like man I'm finna go buy me a sack of weed or way more than a sack but I'm finna go buy some weed like man I got so much I can do with this money I might can flip it I'm, my mind just going 100 miles an hour Right. And I remember one day me and my mama having a conversation because I think I, I thought she was going to give me the money or something and get me a car. I think I forgot how we got on the subject. But my mama told me, she said, you think I was going to let you get this money, get a car so you can get up out of here and I don't never see you again. And, you know, on the inside. I'm like, golly, man, like for real, because I mean, that's my mama. You know what I'm saying? She know the game already. She know what's bound to happen. And that would have been bound to happen. You know what I'm saying? That would have happened because me and my mama, we, we, you know, we bump heads sometime, you know, she trying to, you know, get me straight, correct me, put me on the right track and stuff like that. And I'm just like, man, y'all wait. Y'all just wait till I get this money. I'm going to act a donkey on y'all. <laughs> so she was she was already a few steps ahead of me. Away, or maybe even farther than that. You know what I'm saying? But but because of that, you know, it kept me from going somewhere that it's a possibility I wouldn't have been able to go. Now, of course, yes, I could have tried to go out there and do something to get some money to get me a car. But. As uh, far as work-wise, uh, even at that time, being a teenager and what I was trying to do, hustling, but, you know, I was looking for that that fast money, you know, like, man, I got this settlement money, I'm finna go cut up, but I didn't have a, a strong work that ethic at that time at all, 
You know, I just wanted to, you know, get high. Get high and talk to girls. That's all I wanted to do at that time, man. But, uh... <coughs> but, yeah. And I can look back at that now and say, man, my mom really did respect me. She, I mean, she really did love me. She wanted... You know what I'm saying? was best for me in my best interest. But at that time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It looked like, man, my mama just be tripping, man. She just mad. She won't let her brother do nothing. She just trying to keep me locked up, man. That's how I was feeling. <laughs> and I remember another time, she actually did kick me out the house one night. She kicked me out, told me I couldn't come in. So I stayed at my stepdad's parents' house, which they literally stayed the street next to ours. But it was like our house is the back house on the back street. There's a house behind us or in front of us that makes what a front street at. It's literally like streets right there by one another. So, I mean, 30 seconds to a minute away from my stepdad's parents' house. And um, I spent the night over there. And for some reason, somebody told my mom I ain't go to school. They ain't see me on the school bus. But I went to school. You know what I'm saying? I was on the school bus. I don't even know if I told my mom it is not yet. But that part right there, whoever told her that, they was lying. I was on the school bus. I went to school. I wasn't just chilling in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? I did do that. <clears throat> but, um... Well, yeah, I, I stayed the night over there and went to school. And even then, I was thinking, like, all right, she kicked me out. I guess I'm finna, you know, live over here and do my thing. And she came and got me. And she was like, would you think I was finna just let you, um, you know, just roam the street? You think you think I was just finna let you, <laughs> you know, you think I'm just finna let you, I'm, I'm just kicking you out and you finna just go out here and, do your thing go crazy so it's like every time I was thinking like yeah I'm free like I finna just go do what I wanna do she didn't kick me out of this or that she always come back you know what I'm saying but that was for my best because at those points of times if those things did happen I woulda did so much worse than what I was doing you know my mama was just kinda maintaining me but she kept me from the the, the going the extra mile so to speak or going off the end edge of the cliff she did do that man and like I said that time <laughs> I wasn't feeling it and I remember another time I remember um I was my, me and my cousin had a, a rap group together and we was we was going over this guy house we knew to make music because he had his own little thing going on. And they had a, a performance they had to do at a club. Now, I'm young. I'm still I'm still a little underage. I think I was probably 16. I was probably 16 at the time. I think I was 16, if I'm not mistaken. I could have been 15, but I think I was 16. Think I was 16, y'all. Or maybe even 17. I, I can't even remember right now. 
but somewhere within those years, but preferably probably 16 to 17. So, you know, I can't get in the club, but since I'm with these guys, I know I can slide through there. And my, my cousin, he was probably 18 or 19 at the time. And even if he was a little younger, he was at a part of life where he can kind of, he can do what he want to do. Like he ain't had no restrictions. He pretty much was on his own. So even if he did get slid in now, he was going to be all right, you know, because he was doing his own thing. But I remember telling my mama, uh, we got a performance to do, you know, because my mama tried to support me, you know what I'm saying? When I'm doing it, when I was doing stuff very mildly, you know what I'm saying? She'll, she'll, she'll support me doing the music, put it like that. And she was like, you know what I'm saying? She was like, all right. She was like, I'm going to go with you. I'm like, what? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Because I'm like, <laughs> which I'm going to perform, but I'm also going because I'm trying to act a donkey. You know, I'm trying to get high. I'm trying to do my thing and all that. And I was like, all right, man, I ain't going. She said she got to go with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, only thing I can say is now, if I go back to that thinking, I could have been like, you know what I'm saying? If I wasn't just trying to do the, the 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 real wild stuff, you know, and just went to perform, you know, I can, you know what I'm saying? Just to get myself out there, it would have been, you know, like, all right, mom, yeah. But <clears throat> for one, I ain't want to be, I ain't want to be in no club. My mama watching me, but you know that because just. That was the life I was living. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to Oh, man, that boy got his mama with him. But I'm a child. So now I look back and say, you know what I'm saying? That is what it is. And I wasn't living the, uh, a, a good life or the best life or best morally or nothing. nothing. None of that at that time. So that's just what it was. But if I can look back, and maybe if I can go back when it comes to that, when it comes to bond, I would have went back. I I'd be like, yeah, mom, cool. You know what I'm saying? You know. But in my mind, and what I was trying to do, I was just too much of a weed head, pot head, and I was just too much trying to get into other things. You know. <coughs> and I ain't, you know, I can't do them around my mom anyway. But I ain't want to let her see all those, you know, sides right in her face anyway. Because I, I come from, I come from. Uh, era or how I was trained you know what I'm saying you don't do that kind of stuff in your parents face you know what I'm saying you may do it but you do it at somebody else's house you do it you you know what I'm saying you do it everywhere but at your home so that's how I was I know these generation these days they just get buck wild they don't care but we still have some respect for our parents man some of us did <clears throat> but yeah so I can just look back at all that and say that, you know, all that was for my good. It, it wasn't to destroy me. It wasn't to diminish me. You know, as a parent, sometimes you have to make those hard decisions and your children may not understand that. Most of the time they're not because they're young. But once they get older, they get grown, they will understand it much more and much more clearly. Um and I can say that even for my father, my father, I mean, he's uh, instilled a lot of me when I was young, uh, definitely biblically, 
And I didn't understand when I was young. A lot of it, I hated it, couldn't stand it. But now, look at me. Teachings, foundations, that that you thought was wrong, that that you thought was harsh, that that you was thought was to shame you and all that. It wasn't. It wasn't. Just like Paul told the Corinthian church, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. That's that's all my parents was doing. And I just encourage even those that have got older now and that you are grown. Man, meditate back on those things that your parents or whoever raised you that that they tried to show you that was right. You know what I'm saying? Look back and understand that that was there to help you, to warn you, to keep you, you know what I'm saying? To give you a sense of urgency or alertness that this is wrong, that is wrong. That's going to mess you up. And that's something you can't understand as a kid. Um, that's why the scriptures or the scripture, Paul and another scripture, Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child. He said, but when I came a man, I put away childish things. You know, when you get older, you begin to realize things. You begin to grow up, man up or woman up, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever uh, uh, Oh man <laughs> I'm messing up Whatever You know Whatever you are It ain't It can't come out right now My tongue If you're a male or female You know uh, So Yeah man Like I, I can look back at these things And say You know My dad You know He taught me what he The best To his ability I can look at it now And say They're war. It didn't harm me. You know, it was down to pick me up, uphold me, lift me up. And I remember even the time I thought about moving back to Mobile. And my dad, I know he would have brought, let me come back. But then I started thinking like, but if I move with him and I'm going to be restricted again, I ain't going to be able to do nothing. I ain't gonna be able to do nothing at all. But I'm grateful and I'm thankful that now I'm at a point in my life where I can see all these things. And as a kid, you feel hurt. You feel like, man, these people hate me. I even can go to my great grandma, man. My, I really love my great grandma, man, and I truly miss her. And, and and I, she passed last year in January, and it's crazy because when me and my great grandmother, when I was young, me and her didn't get along as well, and I thought she was a mean old lady. And if, I mean to be honest with you, yeah, at times she was a mean old lady, but you know I realize now, man, like my great grandma come from another time than me, man. Like she was born in the '30s. But racism was still serious. You know, she got married at 14, started having kids at 15. Um, you know, she has been through all kind of eras. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was around when Luther King died. You know, she was around, you know, with the, 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 the 
greatness of <laughs> Muhammad Ali. You know, she was around for, you know, the wars that happened at the time, the Vietnam War, just all kind of stuff, man. Like, so I can only imagine, you know, how her life went. So she comes from something totally different from me. And now I can sit back and understand that. But when I was a kid, I didn't. But even certain things when I was a kid, or at least for sure when I got older and became like a teenager uh, or in middle school, I can see now some things, man, and say, she, she that woman really loved me. But as a kid, you, oh, man, you hate me, ditch that. Nah, she loved me, man, like. It's like it's it, like I said, it's amazing because my my grandmother passed about I think eleven years ago. I think it's eleven, eleven or twelve years ago. My mom's mom, and when I say my great grandma, I'm talking about my grandmother's mother. And when I was a kid, my grandmother she man she spoiled me, she babyfied me. She, if she, if if I didn't get everything I want, I still got a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still got a lot. And you know, she she was my grandmother was my main um, caregiver, guardian, however you want to put it, uh, in my my life for a long period of time. You know, I was with my mom, I was with my dad, but majority of the time. Probably 75% of the time, maybe. Or maybe 65. I was with Granny. You know what I'm saying? My daddy got me sometime. Um, my mama got me sometime. And even when I moved in with my dad, when I got, I want to say 11 or 12. When I actually moved in with him. I was maybe 10. I can't fully remember. Um, I would be with my dad Monday through Friday and be with my grandmama on the weekend. So she still had, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that hand in my life. Like, you know, she wasn't just finna go without me. So, but I mean, that was a better balance though. Cause I, I really did need my dad. And I, I, you know, I look at it now and say, you know, maybe, the time I did give with my dad was the right. It came at the right time. The time when it, it it was time to, you know, grow up and become a man. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I believe when a kid gets close to those teenage years, that's when he really needs a, a man. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Not saying he don't need them all the time, but it's just like you're going into those teenage years. You know what I'm saying? You, you finna hit puberty and you just need to be taught some things and uh, taught discipline and all kind of things. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, um, my great grandmother, she became very close with me. I think when I hit middle school, uh, I, cause I remember, cause actually I stayed with my great grandma when I was young, but my grandmother stayed there too. But as a kid, 
me and my great grandma would get into it. I mean, it was more of hugging and, you know, telling me stuff and, you know, telling me what I need to do and this or that. But I would go tell my grandmama, and, you know, my grandma come to my defense. And after a while, you know, uh, technically, I'm one of the reasons why my grandma moved out the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My grandmother, she was a real deal guardian of me. But it's like we moved out the house. Maybe a few years later, man, me and my great-grandma got close. And she just, I don't know, she just seemed nice to me. And, you know, we, we just got better little by little ever since then. And I remember when I stayed in Montgomery for maybe four years, four and a half, something like that. And I remember <clears throat> when I moved back down here, you know, and at that time I was, you know, just heavily out there and, you know, or at least somewhat out there in the streets and things and. I remember this guy from the neighborhood. He came over. He was an older guy. But <clears throat> he was trying to play it off to get me to come with him. Uh, I think we were finna go buy some weed or something. And um, he came up saying he he just needed to talk to me uh, about cutting his mama uh, grass or something. And my, I guess my great-grandma peep game because, you know, he this guy... He had been in the neighborhood for a long time and, you know, back in the day when he was younger, he was known as a wild one in the neighborhood and a drug dealer and all this. So my great grandma didn't trust him and she was like, no. And I remember then she called my dad and told my dad, you know, this boy, this man came over here and, you know, trying to uh, get him to come out. I don't trust that man. I forgot everything she said, and I'm like, golly, man, why is my grandma doing that? And I remember telling my dad, like, oh, dad, she, he just was coming over and asked to cut the grass. But technically, that wasn't what it was. But shout out to my great grandma. She's gone on, but I even look at her like that stuff was out of love. It wasn't that they hated me. <clears throat> no matter, sometime, no matter the. Um, the delivery no matter how the delivery comes long as it's telling the truth and it's in love it, it, it's, it, we all good as long as it's the truth anyway you know so yeah man I, and I think that's some you know people gotta grow in I truly believe cause sometimes even Grown folks look back at stuff and they don't want to accept it for what it is. Like they, they family members and different things doing things out of love for them. And you, you look back and just want to hold on to what made you bitter, angry, angry and mad and, and not accept when these people in your life was really protecting you from what you thought was just being mean or whatever, man. And uh, I, and shout out to my 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 stepfather. I I, I mean, Lord forgive me, stepfather. Well, shout out to my stepfather too. That ain't what I was trying to say. Uh, I was trying to talk about my father-in-law. But shout out to my stepfather too, cause uh, you know, it was it was a few times where he he came to me about some stuff, and 
you know, I wasn't feeling what he was talking about, but you know, I can look back now and say, you know, he was, he was trying to keep me from going down that, that path. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to keep me from going that direction. So shout out to my stepdad too. Um, but my father-in-law, man, my wife, my wife's dad, man, like his funeral was yesterday and you know, it was, it was, you know, it was rejoicing and it was mourning, you know, it was the good and I ain't going to say the bad, but the good and the sad, you know, you miss them. You happy about the memories, but you also are happy that, you know, this was a man that, you know, not just was in church, but was doing his best and every possibility to live by the word of God, live by the Bible, the teachings, the understanding of it. You know, he was, you know, a Bible man. And we going to miss him. And, and just to throw out there about my wife, man, like. My wife, she'll say the same thing. When she was a kid, you know, she didn't understand why he is or why he was the way he was. But once she got older, she realized that this man kept me from a whole world out there. And what I mean by whole world, a whole world of danger. Now, I'm going to talk about my wife in a way that you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say y'all don't know, but just put it up. I'm just finna say some things right. My stepdad. Why well, I keep saying my stepdad, y'all? My father-in-law. <laughs> my father-in-law. He sheltered them in a lot of ways. He didn't allow them to go over a lot of people's houses. He didn't just allow them to go hang out with friends. This or that, right? And, you know, as kids, they hated it. But now that she's grown, she understand, man. Her dad, even her mom, they kept her from a lot of things out there. And she didn't know it when she was young. But now that she's older, she does. That's why I encourage parents, man. Teach your kids about keeping themselves till they get married. Man, look, sex. Man, that junk can wait till you get married. Because guess what? All that stuff, man, it leaves you, you know, heartbroken and confused and jumping from this person, that person. You got somebody that ain't committed to you. You ain't committed to them. I mean, it can really mess mess up your emotions on relationships. I, I, I do feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Because sex is more than just doing something to please yourself. It's a connection. It's a bond in some kind of way. You know, uh, you may have those that you feel like I ain't studying, but in some kind of way, you know what I'm saying? Somebody gets connected and bonded. But anyway, sex is for marriage anyway, and that's it. But yeah, man, my, my I'm just saying my wife was a pure girl when we got married. You know what I'm saying? She had never did know with a man, none of that, because she was taught to keep herself, but she also was taught the dangers that are out there. You know what I'm saying? By just sleeping with people and stuff. You can get AIDS. You can, you know, get HIV. You can get, you know, syphilis and 
crabs, all this kind of stuff. And it put her away, like, man, I don't want none of that. So she had never went that level. You know what I'm saying? She never went that far with nothing. And that's great, man, because everybody don't get that. But she didn't realize how much of an impact they was putting on her at a young age. And not just her, but the rest of her siblings. But now that she's older, she understands much more better now. Man, so I praise God. I praise God for that because you know what I'm saying. I didn't fully get that. I may was taught something. I can't. Re- I, honestly, I don't never remember being taught too much about sex. So I can't. You know what I mean. But I wasn't taught too much about sex. I wasn't taught nothing. I can't remember being taught safe sex. I can't remember being taught keep myself. Now that part, I can't say I was taught. But I will say this, <laughs> by the time the age I would have been there for them to teach me, man, I was already just corrupted and defiled in that area in ways that I put on myself and in some ways that I didn't fully put on myself. Um, so I already had my little um, problems going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I had already seen a whole lot by the time I got to the age of 12. You know, so <clears throat> that's just so that that was a blessing because everybody don't get that, you know, so that's just another example on how you can be warned to, about something, you know, when you're young and you don't understand and when you get older you realize things, you know. But yeah, we're going to slow it down, take a break, and we'll be back with you. All right, people. Welcome back to the Prodigal Son podcast. Um, I thank you all just for tuning in, Yo, you all that do listen. Uh, I'm very grateful ever for every one of y'all. Um, as I said before, if if y'all get um if y'all enjoy this or if it's something you know you wanna uh, talk to me about or whatever, just message me. You know, uh, just hit me up. Or if y'all wanna hit me up through Facebook, just go to uh, Carlos Miller. Um, and yeah, just hit me up. Uh, I, I appreciate every single one of y'all. Um, and if you got anything you want to say, just let me know. Um, but we're going to get right back into it, y'all. Um, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, parents, family, you know, how they do things. But we're going to also talk a little bit about, um, the word of God, the Bible. And what I mean by that is just like the natural we need that in the natural. We need that spiritually, too. And when it comes to a biblical perspective, like. Uh, we have to be honest with ourselves, we have to be honest when, you know, we read the word or when we're at church and the preacher preaches something that. Pricks our heart that that is truth. 
based on the word of God. You know, we have to be honest with ourselves and, you know, correct those things. Because as I said, you know, the scriptures does say that he chasing them whom he loves. So even God, when he's correcting you, um, it's it's out of love. And when you read the Bible or, you know, that preachers preaching and it gets to something in the scriptures that, you know, you you. You don't want to take heed to you want to fight against um, understand that that wasn't there to harm you. Um, it was there to save you and to keep you. And that's something that people don't understand. I think they they don't really understand that, you know, the Bible wasn't made and not in uh, God in himself. Everything he did was out of love. Let's think, let's let's talk about his son, Jesus. Right. The Bible said that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Right. Well. If he did all that, the Bible said he did all that by love, He said God so loved the world. It didn't say God so hate the world. He ain't send his son in the world to hate us and to destroy us. Jesus said, I ain't come to condemn the law, but to fulfill it. You know what I'm saying? He said he come to seek and save that which is lost. You know what I'm saying? He said those that are whole need not a physician. He talked about the um, sheep and how you go out. One sheep went astray. He talked about how that shepherd go out and find that sheep. You know, he lead the 99 to go find that one. And that's 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 love. That's love. And that's what Jesus was to us. And that's how we know God loved through his son. His son showed us his love. His son showed us uh, the, the, the right direction. And even in that, say, for example, uh, Peter, right? When Jesus was talking to the apostles and telling, telling them how he had to go up and uh, before the governors be crucified and all this stuff, Peter he told he was telling Jesus like, nah, Lord, that 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 won't be so. You ain't got to do that. Nah, let that be far from him. And Jesus rebuked him and called him a devil. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. You say the things that be of man and not of God. Jesus called Peter Satan. Why was he saying that? Because like you're trying to you're trying to talk me into hindering me to do my mission. My mission is to save you, not destroy you. And that, and if Jesus wanna went to die on that cross, we would have been destroyed. Because the Bible said that, you know, um, bull and goats, uh, you know, God wasn't accepting bull and goats anymore for his sacrifices. He, you know, that, that, that stuff wasn't getting it anymore. It needed to be a sacrificial uh, man without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. To satisfy God when it comes to sin. And Jesus bared our sins. You know, he he bored, you know, our iniquities, our sickness, diseases, and shames on the cross. He shed it, the blood for all our sins, every single human being to ever live. That there has to be no more sacrifice in the bull of goats. But what it has to be now is a willing heart, a willing mind to serve God through his son, Jesus Christ, serve 
him by the teachings of Jesus and by the direction of what he gave through the apostles at that time and uh, the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. I don't know why some people want to talk about the Holy Spirit like it's not in the Bible. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, it's all the same thing, people. Get that deep stuff out your head. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, same thing. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> he's here to, he's here to correct us. And even then, Peter didn't understand it. The disciples didn't understand it. But once Jesus came back and taught them and showed them that he had to fulfill all that he said and all that the scripture said, and then he sent back the Holy Ghost. They understood. They understood. And they held on to Jesus to their life. And if you study the stories of the apostles from the apostles that followed Jesus. Most of them were killed. Uh, in horrific manners. They went all the way. Once they realized everything that Jesus was telling them, it's the same way with us, y'all. We are the same way, or we can be the same way. You realize that chastening, true chastening that's by love, will help you and it won't shame you. Jesus, the things that Jesus did wasn't to shame. Actually, he bore our shame because he came shame for us. And we have to measure ourselves to the word of God. Like at the end of the day, forget man, forget what they say, forget what they talk about, this or that. You measure yourself by the word of God, people. That's what you got to measure yourself by. It don't matter how good you look in front of anybody. How do you look good? How, how, how do you look? Standing to the Bible or when you're reading it, lining your life up with. That's a job within itself. But that job is to get us to heaven because heaven is the ultimate goal. Y'all don't want to go to hell, man. Have I been there? No. But guess what? I know for sure that ain't nowhere nobody needs to go. The Bible even say that hell was made for the devil and his angels. So you're going to a place that wasn't even made for you. But if you continue to transgress, if you don't continue to turn to God and his spirit. How do you turn to God? You turn to God by going to his son. You got to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have to repent of your sins. You have to. Commit your ways unto God. You know, you, you have to let down the things that you want to do, your sins, to live a life that's pleasing to God. You may say, how do you live a life of pleasing to God? Go read the New Testament. Some may say, why not the Old? Because you should read the Old Testament. But to understand Jesus first and understand where we are today you have to read the New Testament. You have to read the Gospels. You have to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
You have to read the apostles to understand where we are today. You have to understand what Jesus did, Jesus teachings and how he told us to live today. Because the Bible even says, um, I believe it's Hebrews. Uh, I think it's Hebrews fourth chapter. Verse one. It's Hebrews fourth chapter, verse one or Hebrews one one. It says for in sun dried times and divers mountains, God spoke. Unto the people by the prophets. But in these last days. He has spoken by his son. Now sometimes I paraphrase the scripture. Because I might not remember everything. The way it says. But you can go back and read it. But. It says in Hebrew. That God spoke by the prophets. But in these last days. He spoke by his son. So. If God spoke by his son. That means. In the last days, because we are in the last days, we need to go hear what his son said and what his son told the apostles to say. Because people look at it like, oh, God is speaking. Yes, God is speaking. But people say, oh, God spoke to me. Well, God is speaking by his son. So you need to go hear what his son is saying. Because the Bible said that you can't even come to the father, but by his son. So his son is what's going to direct you to the father. One scripture said, no man knows the father save the son and no man knows the son save the father. So if you want to know God, listen to what his son got to say. Jesus is a good, good teacher. You know why he's a good teacher? Because. Jesus followed his father. He listened to what he had to say. He said he came not to do his own will, but the will of him that sent him. Jesus said, I ain't got a will. Or I ain't got, I, I'm not here to do what I want to do. I'm here to do what my father, your God, told me to do. And the Bible even says how he learned obedience through the things he suffered. He learned obedience through what he went through. We can learn obedience through the things we go through, too, as well. But the difference between me, me and you and Jesus is Jesus was perfect. He was a lamb. The Bible makes him out as a lamb because he was humble. As a lamb. He was submissive as a lamb. He was he was a lamb that had a shepherd, which was his father, that which is God. That directed him in everything he did. And Jesus is the example for us. Even with our own parents. They will lead and guide us. They correct us when they love us. Jesus did it to the apostles. He was. Pretty much. He 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 was. Like the father figure to the apostles when it came to knowing God and knowing righteousness. He taught them. And God gets all the glory. I don't understand why these people think that, you know, uh, they they don't understand that God gets the glory out of everything that Jesus did. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't understand that Jesus is the son of God. 
and that the Bible says that God gave Jesus, you know what I'm saying, an inheritance. He inherited a more excellent name. This name that he got was inheritance unto him. And the Bible says that God made him king of kings, lord of lords. Gave, he put all power in the son's hand. So how do we learn about the father? We learn about the father by his son, Jesus. And Jesus won't lead us astray. When Jesus was on that cross, it looked all bad, you know. People crying, oh, my, 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 my master is on this cross. He's dying. He's suffering. But when he rose up, people, when he rose up, he was in newness of life. And that's the same way we'll be, y'all. We'll be in newness of life. But I encourage everybody, stick with the word of God. Stick with that Bible. Read. Read it. But I encourage everybody to understand the gospel of Jesus. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You got to read that to understand where we are today. And apply it. Don't just read it. Apply it. When it says these things, just apply it. Don't, 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 don't try to just let it be too much in your head. Accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. How do you accept him as your Lord and Savior? You just give your life to him. Pray, talk to him. Tell him, I'm Jesus, I'm giving my life to you. You're my Savior. You died. You shed your blood. You direct me to God. And you seek God for his Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is power. It is, the Bible says that it's a keeper, it's a comforter. It brings all things unto your remembrance. So, man, I encourage you all. And this will be the end of this episode. I appreciate you all for listening. And until next time, know that you're never too lost. You're never too far that you can't be found. This is your boy, Carlos Miller, a.k.a. The Prodigal Son. I was lost. Now I'm found. I was found when I was lost. The Prodigal Son brought back by the cross. God bless.